there has been another leak from Commander Legends. So you may remember that there was an eBay listing, right? So that went up and had a lot of images of new cards. So that was leaked. And now someone got their hands on the booster packs that were unopened from that eBay listing. And they're now slowly opening them and releasing leaks from it. So it's a little difficult for me to cover everything because they haven't released it yet. They have more packs that they haven't opened yet. And I think they just kind of want to spread it out. I think their strategy, I think they're just trying to get some clout from this, right? I think they're trying to get people to follow them or whatever so that, um, so they can get some clout. I mean, you know, this way, if they spread it out, people are going to want to follow them or whatever on Amino so that they can see that. And you can do that if you want. And honestly, I think it's a fairly effective strategy, but there are also a lot of people talking about it. So you'll be able to find the information if you don't do that. There's also the document uh, in, in the description, same one as last time, that has all the stuff that that is leaked from it. So this will have all the information, all the new cards, and it's actually very, very nicely up to date. And a lot of people are using this as the information source. It's also translated and stuff. So you can use that document, you can follow them, whatever. But the point is, they have not released all the information that they're going to. So we'll have to see what I don't know what I'm going to do about that, honestly. All right, so first, you know, this is like from the first booster pack they opened, right? They have Malcolm, Keen-Eyed Navigator, is two and a blue for a legendary creature, Siren Pirate, with flying. Whenever one or more pirates you control deal combat damage to your opponents, create a treasure token for each opponent dealt damage that way. And it has partner, and it's a 2-2. This is pretty good. Um, It's definitely going to be nice in pirate decks, and it's going to be nice at the helm of pirate. That's great. Fathom Fleet Blade Master is three and a red for creature orc pirate. Uh, whenever, um, whenever Fathom Fleet Blade Master attacks, it deals damage to, to the player or planeswalker. It's attacking equal to the number of artifacts you control. So this is good if you're going to have a lot of artifacts and you're going to be able to not have it die. It is a four three and it has encore five and a red. Exile this card from your graveyard. For each of your opponents, create a token copy that attacks that opponent this turn if able. That token gains haste. Sacrifice them at the beginning of the next end step. Encore only as a sorcery. There's also Anora, Wolfish Familiar, which is three and a green for legendary creature Wolf Beast. As long as it's your turn, commanders you control have indestructible. And it has part. So, first of all, they are printing a lot of cards with print partner and that are one color. So this just basically opens up a whole lot more options and possibilities of what you want to have with your commander. Partner is an amazing ability, and I'm glad that for the most part, these aren't the most insane things that were ever made. So it says as long as it's your turn, commanders you control have indestructible, it has partner, and it's a 4-4. So for three and a green, it's just great to have protection for your commander. Um, I mean, it only works on your turn, so it's honestly not really that good, but it could be worse, and I think it's nice if you just want to throw a partner on or you just want to throw on green, then you can have a small amount of extra protection in addition. Like, you're not playing this commander for its ability. You're just playing it for that. 
So next is Sakashima's Protégé. It is four blue blue for a creature shapeshifter with flash cascade and you may have Sakashima's Protégé enter the battlefield as a copy of a creature that entered the battlefield this turn. Um, first of all, flash and cascade is just great to have. The additional value and amount of decks you can put that in because of that is insane. And then it entering the battlefield as a copy of a creature that entered this turn. That's not that great, right? Like you could get that ability on a one or two. Well, not one, probably a two or three CMC card. You have clones, right? A lot of clones on three CMC, like one or two clones on two CMC. So it's just not. It's a bad clone, but it also has Cascade. So if you can take advantage of the Cascade and you have decent utility for that and for that cloning, that's fine. But then again, the Flash isn't as useful because who knows what's going to enter the battlefield. Um, you know, you might want to do it on your turn if you want to be cloning your own stuff. And also six mana, plus if you're casting the thing um, that you want to copy it as, you're not going to be able to. You're going to have to clone something that's your opponent's. So, I don't know. It doesn't seem that great, uh, but we'll, we'll see. They also had Nightshade, Nightshade Harvester, which is three in a black, and whenever a land enters the battlefield under an opponent's control, that player loses life. Put a plus one, plus one counter on Nightshade Harvester. And it is a two-two. It's all right, you know, like it's nothing too unique. Uh, there's also some reprints, Halana, Kessick Ranger, Stylus Ren, Seeker Adept. There is Blim, which is which has flying, and whenever Blim deals da combat damage to a player, that player gains control of a permanent you control of your choice. Then each player loses life and discards cards equal to the number of permanents they control but don't own. Tentative, not sure on this one. So they, they're not 100% confident on the translation. So we can look at the other person's translation to see if they agree. Um, let's see. Whenever it deals combat damage to a player, that player gains control of permanent you control of your choice. Then each player loses life and discards cards equal to the number of permanents they control but don't own. So it seems to me like they, they fairly well agree on the translation, but... With all of these things, you have to be a little careful and not completely think it's going to be 100% accurate. Captain Vargas Wrath is blue-red for a legendary creature or pirate. And whenever Captain Vargas Wrath attacks for each time you've cast a commander from the command zone this turn, pirates you control get plus one, plus one until end of turn. So it doesn't have partner? What? It does not have partner. So, and it doesn't have haste. Well, that's pretty bad because it has to attack and you have to cast it. So I guess it's not intended to be a commander. Or if it is, then it's pretty bad at that. Um, I guess it's just intended to go in a pirate deck with commanders at the helm. But it's kind of weird that it is a legendary creature. So I'm not sure about that. That one's a little weird. Uh, then there's Amareth. So Amareth, is, we don't know the rest of the name, is three green, white, blue, for a legendary creature dragon with flying. Whenever a permanent enters the battlefield under your control, reveal the top card of your library. If it shares a type with that permanent, put that card into your hand. And it's a 6-6. Six, six. It's all right. I mean, it's pretty solid. Um, 
being able to get draw is really nice, especially for casting or, you know, any permanent entering the battlefield is quite common, especially if you can do something like tokens, but it doesn't move the top card of your library out of the way. So if you are making tokens over and over and over again, the second you hit something that isn't that permanent, it's just going to trigger over and over and over again, and you're not going to get it. So it's not going to, it's not going to be that amazing if you're just triggering it over and over and over again. But I think it's it's pretty solid and it will see some play. And then there's this land. Uh, I'm not sure what it's called, but basically when it enters the battlefield, it's tapped. And when it enters the battlefield, you have to sacrifice a land. Otherwise, you have to sacrifice that land and you can tap it for colorless, colorless. All right. Terraforming is six green, green, green for sorcery. Search your library for up to 10 land cards and put them on the battlefield tapped, then shuffle your library. Eh, seems kind of bad. Anor or Wolfish Familiar is three and a green for legendary creature, Wolf Beast. As long as it's your turn, commanders you control have indestructible. Zara, Renegade Recruiter, is three blue red for legendary creature, human pirate, and it has flying. Whenever Zara, Zara attacks, look at the look at defending player's hand. You may put a creature card from among those cards onto the battlefield under your control, tapped and attacking that player or a planeswalker they control. Return that creature to its owner's hand at the beginning of the next end step. So you can take a creature from their hand, and then you get to attack them with it, and then you'll return it to their owner hand, owner's hand at the beginning of the next end step. That's very interesting. It doesn't seem that amazing, but whatever two and a blue wrong turn uh target opponent gains control of target creature you control it's all right i mean it definitely has utility in the decks that it's intended to go in all right treasure huntress is two and a blue for a creature human pirate when treasure huntress dies draw a card it also has encore five blue blue exile this card from your graveyard for each each of your opponents create a token that attacks uh that token that opponent this turn if able. That token gains haste. Sacrifice them at the beginning of the next end step. Encore only as a sorcery. And it's a 2-2. So basically, when it dies, you can draw a card. Then you can pay 5 blue blue to bring it back. And it will be able to attack each of your opponents. Then they will all be sacrificed. So you will be able to draw 3 cards. Pretty nice. Not the best thing in the world. But it is definitely useful. Alright, so the next card is, let's see, I Blight Clubber. Is that right? Yes, I Blight Clubber is a 3-3 three, three creature elf warrior. When it dies, create three 1-1 one, one green elf warrior creature tokens, and you mill three cards. Not too useful, but it will definitely see play. Alright, and Kongi. Is Kongi a reprint? Let's see. Kongi is not a reprint. Kongi, Kongi, Heavenly Hunter, is three white blue for a legendary creature bird wizard. Flying Vigilance. Whenever Kongi attacks, attacking creatures with flying get plus two plus zero oh until end of turn. And whenever Kongi blocks, uh, blocking creatures with flying get plus zero plus two until end of turn. So this is just another option of, you know, how you're going to do a flying archetype. All right. And then there is Glacian. Let's see. Glacian Powerstone Engineer is five and a blue for legendary creature, human artificer. Ta tap. Tap X untapped artifacts you control. Look at the top X cards of your library. Put one of them into your hand and the rest into your graveyard. It also has partner and it's a three, three six. 
I mean, it's all right if you care about scrying and you care about artifacts, which are a fairly common pairing, you can get some good value off of that. So this land is War Cabinet. It is a land rare. You can tap to add colorless or you can pay three tap pay life equal to the number of colors in your commander's color identity. Draw a card. So that's pretty nice to just be able to pay three to draw a card. And it's nice that it's better for less colors. Um, three and tapping is basically four minute, which is actually quite cheap to be able to repeatedly draw a card on a land. That is amazing. There's a Path of Ancestry reprint, and there is a very expensive um, sorcery in red. Soulfire Eruption is six red, 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 so nine mana. Choose any number of targets. For each of them, exile the top card of your library. Then Soulfire Eruption deals damage equal to the converted mana cost of the exiled card to that target. You may play the exiled cards from your you may play the exiled cards until the end of your next turn. So let me phrase, let me say that again. You can choose any number of targets. So players, creatures, planeswalkers, right? Then for every single one of them, exile the top card of your library. It will then yield damage equal to the CMC of that card to the, to the target. So the CMC you flip over for a specific card is the CMC, is the amount of damage it will deal. Then you can play the exiled cards until the end of your next turn. So you're not probably not going to be able to do it this turn, but at the end of your next turn, you will be able to. It's all right. I mean, for nine mana, I should be able to definitely win the game. But for this, I'm thinking I might kill some of the things my opponents have, and I might deal some damage to opponents. Not being able to choose what dies and what doesn't, and it being kind of random isn't great. Plus, I'm not very likely to kill the things that I really want to kill, the super expensive stuff. So there's just a lot of reprints here, Golem of Hidden Knowledge, Blade Brand, and Sissy's Ring. Uh, sorry, nope, Golem of Hidden Knowledge is not a reprint. It is five, five, yes, I think that's five, is that three? Okay, Golem of Hidden Knowledge is not a reprint, it is three for two, three, and it says whenever, whenever it attacks or blocks, each player draws a card. That's pretty good in group hug. All right, so then there's reprints, Path of Ancestry, Skilled Behemoth, and there is Power of the Soul, which is new. Uh, four and a green for sorcery, put X plus one plus one counters on target creature, where X is its power. Path of Ancestry is a common, which is amazing. Siani, Eye of the Storm, is two, three and a blue for a legendary creature, Jin Monk. With flying, whenever Siani Eye of the Storm attacks, scry X, where X is the, equal to the number of attacking creatures with flying. So this is just another thing that can go in a flying deck. There's a lot of flying support in it. Numa Jiraga Chieftain is two and a green for two two, and it says at the beginning of combat turn on your turn, you may pay XX. If you do, distribute X plus one plus one counters on any number of target elf elf creatures. So you have to pay X twice, which does kind of add up, but it goes on any number of target elf creatures, so it makes sense that it's expensive. All right, uh, then there's a reprint of Preordain, which is nice. Uh, then there is a Terramorphic Expanse, a Scroll Rack, and a Court of Abundance. Court of Abundance is two, in a green, two green green for an enchantment. When Court of Abundance enters the battlefield, you become the monarch. At the start of your upkeep, you may put a land card from your hand onto the battlefield. If you are the monarch, you may put a creature or a land card from your hand onto the battlefield instead. 
So if you want creatures to just go onto the battlefield, then you can do that, and that's great. All right, so then there's a reprint uh, of a couple of things. There's the partner from a little bit ago that you can do any color. There's Vile Smasher, and then there is Yuriok. Yuriok, let's see what Yuriok does. Okay, so for some reason they don't have the uh, translation for Yuriok. Um, so I can see it's a legendary creature for one black, red, green, and it's a 4-4. Um, but I don't know what it does. I see a one-tap ability, and then I see words, and then black, red, green. I don't know what it does. I'm assuming that it's a mana production ability, and I'm assuming that it also has partner. Eh, I don't know about that one. It might have. It may or may not have partner. We will see. I don't. I don't know what it does, and I can't find a translation for it anywhere. All right. So then there's some reprints. I'm not sure which cards these are, um, but. I'm not sure exactly what they do either. There's just reprints. Um, and that that's mostly it, right? So there's a Tor mod, right? But we already saw that earlier. Uh, there is a couple more reprints um, and a couple cards we talked about earlier. Then there's a Timna and some new cards. So we have an Arami. So let's see what Arami does. Okay, so it seems to me like this document is not up to date past this point. So there's some new cards, one blue black for one four Arami, and it's a legendary creature. And it has some tap ability that does something, and it doesn't have part. Uh, it's a merfolk, and that's all I know, right? I can't really tell you very much. I do not know. I don't even know what language this is. Then there's this other card, which I can't read. Uh, green, blue, red for four two, legendary creature, and that's it. You know, like, I, I really can't tell you too much more. This is all the information we have right now. There's a token that I also can't read. Oh, wait. Okay. Uh, nope. It just says weird token. Uh, so that's a little sad. Um, and there's a couple cards we already saw. Amareth and Zara. And that's it, right? So I'm not sure what... A couple of these cards I don't know the translation for. Maybe I should learn languages, all the languages in the world, just so I can translate cards. That's the only time ever I'm ever going to use it anyway. But that's that's everything, right? So I missed a couple of cards, and, you know, I, I did a... I, I think this should be covering everything. But keep in mind, there's this Google document. I will leave a link in the description that will, you know, have the information. It will be missing some. It's not perfectly up to date. And there are some translations that I personally couldn't find. But that's just because it's really new. Uh, you will probably be able to find those if you really look into it. All right, well, that's those leaks. Thank you for listening, and I will see you next time.